One thing I will point out though, uh, when a fighter pilot gets in trouble, there's two things that happen really. Um, it's probably because they want to get in trouble. And the second thing that happens is they're probably going to tell someone about it. Okay, welcome back to Fast Ship Performance then. My name is Sim Davies and I'm back in my attack shack then dropping some truth bombs on your personal battlefields, helping you to win the wars you're fighting. Now, I got an email today and it's not a war you are fighting. Unfortunately, it's actually a war a fighter pilot in Her Majesty's Royal Air Force is fighting. Now, I don't know whether he's won this war, but either way, someone sent me something to review. I'm gonna review it for you and uh, I'm gonna try and be pretty, I'm not going to be impartial at all, am I? No, I'm going to rip it apart. Look, so what's happened is there's a bit of a war going on in the Royal Air Force right now about something called diversity diversity and inclusion training, D&I training. Now, from an outside perspective, I've left the service now, I've been out for about two years. I rally against D&I uh, personally. I think what they're doing is wrong with the service. I think they're acting like it was 1950s um, and being really immature about it. Um, and I think it's what happens is it's going to it's going to drag the wrong people into the service. I think what we're seeing is a bit of a start of that already. And you're going to see this within this email. I'm going to um, read to you now. I can't show you the email, unfortunately, because it's on the uh, computer systems that the service uses. And of course, it's got names on there and everything else. One thing I will point out, though, uh, when a fighter pilot gets in trouble, there's two things that happen, really. Um, it's probably because they want to get in trouble. And the second thing that happens is they're probably going to tell someone about it. You can't keep this stuff quiet. All right. Anyway, I know the dude in question, he's a good guy. I don't think he intended really necessarily to get in trouble for this, but he's not going to turn away from a fight. He's, um, as I said, he's a fight pilot in the Royal Air Force. Fight pilots all around the world are confrontational people. They have stepped forwards and it's not just fight pilots, guys. It's all pilots, okay? All pilots. Um, they challenge authority. They're kind of mavericks because they want to escape the ground and leave everyone else behind. Uh, and they decide to be a pilot, which in itself is a very long road. It's a very arduous journey. And some, you know, at the end of it, you might fail, not make it. So it takes a special kind of character to do that. And I trained those people on uh, this airplane here for about uh, 10 years, in fact. Well, this aircraft and the, the Hawk T Mark 1, T Mark 2, and a T Mark 1 for about a decade at Valley. And then I flew the aircraft above it, the Tornado GR4, um, for the other, what, five years, whatever it was. And then flying training was that. Now, Let's have a look, shall we? So I can't show you the actual email, guys. It doesn't matter. You don't need to see it. But I'll go through the text of it with you. Uh, and you know what's funny about this thing? It's kind of it's kind of sad. I think this is indicative of the times that we're in. It's a, it's a strange time. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through some choice lines in here. Now, a bit of background. A bit of background. Um, there's not many fighter pilots in the Royal Air Force. In fact, to be honest with you, there's not as many pilots anymore because they're right down on aircraft, you know, and they've got a flying training system, which has taken a really long time for these guys to get through. So when I was teaching on jets, um, you know, when I went through on jets, it took about three and a half years. I was a naval officer there at Dartmouth, uh, three and a half years, and I transferred across to the Royal Air Force to fly the GR4. Three and a half, four years. I was prioritized because I was a naval officer. Now... Uh, that doesn't necessarily happen anymore. Uh, it takes about seven, uh, maybe a bit less now because they're sorting themselves out, but about seven years to get a fast jet pilot through their training. Of course, they could fail any time, couldn't they? What a nightmare, right? Um, rotary is a bit less and, and Maltese is a bit less as well, but still far too long, far too long. And it's because of something called the United Kingdom Military Flying Training System, which is the privatization of a key Royal Air Force asset, which was flying training, recognized all over the world uh, as the experts at it. Um, unfortunately, the Ministry of Defense let that go because they're idiots. And what happened was we're stuck. 
with a system now which is struggling. Ah, whatever, right? I'm not in it. Not in it. But it's struggling. And I was in it for a long time. I left because it was it just, it will just grind you down. Anyway, this guy is probably a product of that system. Uh, I don't think he's in my logbook though. But I haven't really checked. I might have flown with him in the past. I don't know. Either way, good guy. I think everyone mentioned in this email, good people, even the complainant is a good person. All right, don't get me wrong. But I just think what we're seeing is a bit of a clash. Um, it's probably going to go a bit further as well in the Air Force before it gets any better. There's always an overswing, isn't there? And a big problem with that is the diversity, diversity and inclusion training that's going on, which, you know, I've been told about it. I went through it when I was in myself. It seems to be it seems to be they've, they've dropped like a, a woke agenda into the middle of the fiercest men on this planet. <laughs> the Royal Air Force goes woke with fighter pilots. You can't make that up. Anyway, never going to end well for you, Air Force. Never going to end well. I would like to say also, guys, if you spoke to any squadron boss or the chief of air staff or whoever, a senior air vice marshal, they understand. They're like, yeah, we've got to do this DNI stuff, but it's not really a thing. You know, we don't employ idiots in the service. Um, everyone is accepting. Everyone is racially tolerant. There's, there's like, I never saw racism in my 20 years. I never saw sexism racism in my 20 years. Now, people will say that. They will say, well, Tim, you weren't looking for it. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I wasn't because they didn't think it was there. I'd never seen it before, so I didn't go hunting for it. And my, my thing about it is if you go looking for it, yeah, you're probably going to find it. You'll find it somewhere at, at, at some level. Um, and I, I, you know, I coach or mentor, sorry, a lot of uh, women who are going into the military and also mentor a lot of, um, I hate the term BAME. Can we just say ethnic minority? BAME for me is a racist term because you get white people and you get the rest. What's more racist than that? If putting all the Asians, all the all Jamaicans, what Pakistanis, um, Africans, you know, putting them all together in one thing, you know, black Africans and calling them BAME. You're not allowed to be uh, Singaporean, you're BAME. You know, you can't be Asian, you're BAME. I mean, it's that's awful to me. So, you know, I respect people a lot more than to do that. Um, and I, I do mentor a lot of them. And what I'm seeing now with women and ethnic minorities is they don't want to go into the service because they don't think they're going to be appreciated for their own merits. They think they're going to be let in because of the sex they are and because of the gender they are. And that is wrong. Fundamentally, it's wrong, okay? It's, um, of, course, of course it's wrong. I mean, you know, these young people, they're not stupid. They're very clever and they want to be appreciated. And just because they're a, a sex or a particular race, you know, you, yeah. So what happens? You know, the Air Force will tell you it doesn't have quotas for joining. And I don't believe that at all. I think it wants to, I think it has quotas and I think it's trying to get more women in and more ethnic minorities because it believes, and we're about to go in this email, it believes, falsely so, from what I've done reading, that demographic diversity, which in effect is um, the, the diversity of uh, ethnicity in effect, um, creates cognitive diversity and that's plainly not true. Because what happens is if you want to join the military, you tend to think like other people in the military. In fact, you've probably done, no matter what skin color you are, what race, what race you are, what, what sex you are, what sexual preference you are even, of course, um, you've done everything that the other people have done. You know, you've probably got a gold Duke of Edinburgh, by the way, if you want to join the military, they look at that very, very fondly. Gold DV, not easy to get. Try and do the Duke of Edinburgh. But also, um, you've probably joined the Air Cadets. You've probably been a Cub Scout. You might have been in the Officer Training Corps like I was, or you might have been in the University Air Squad and University Royal Naval Unit. You've probably done some charity work. You might have gone overseas and done some charity stuff, maybe some long hikes, some, something to talk about, something to show how you're going to add value to the service because the service doesn't care about you. It cares about what you can bring to it and how you can make it better. And one thing we learned in the military was um, 
when you go overseas or when you join a squadron, always, always leave it better than when you found it. So always improve on it. Unless it's a target for my GR4, you know, I'm not going to leave that better, am I? I'm going to destroy that thing. But uh, if it's a squadron you're going through or whatever, leave it better. Improve it somehow. That's a lesson for life right there. So, yeah, that is an issue, unfortunately. And um, you're, you're probably the same person as everyone else if you're going in. And that means that it doesn't matter what your ethnic background is. You're probably thinking the same. So it's, it's, been, it's been proven. The Harvard, I think, did 122 studies on it, um, and they didn't find conclusive evidence that diversity, or I call it demographic diversity, you call it whatever you want, leads to um, diverse cognitive thought, okay? It just doesn't. But that's fine. You know, you can say that if you want, and then all the, the left and the, the radical left or the pathological left or the liberal left or the woke left or whatever you want to call it will come and launch at me because I'm a safe guy to launch at, guys. 46-year-old white dude, okay, pretty stable. I'm not going to have a go at you, am I? I'm just not. Um, I'm not because I've got other things to do. You know, I'm a busy guy. But you can launch at me in the comments. I'm sure some of you will. I'm just, all I'm saying is that the service is multicultural. Okay, it wants to be more multicultural. I get that. It wants to be, it wants to represent society. 50% women, 50% men. Good luck with that, by the way. Never going to happen. Never going to happen. Women, if you look at the, uh, the character traits of men and women, men and women are different on the outliers at the extreme. Sorry, generally, we're very similar in the middle, but on the extremes, it seems from what we're reading with characteristics, um, as it were. And it's generally generalizing men prefer things that's what become engineers and women prefer people and that's why they go into healthcare and education maybe not at the management level however um that tends to be a bit more male dominated probably because men are sacrificing a lot more of the time because they they've got this thing where they want to be a ceo and they don't know why and it wastes their life away and women are more sensible than that they decide actually i'd like to have a family because i i, I enjoy you know family and all that kind of stuff right so anyway Unfortunately, what's happened is um, the DNI agenda has, has told people they can be all things, and it's not true, as this guy's going to find out here. There's a complainant here. I don't know whether it's a man or a woman, genuinely. I don't know what rank the complainant is either. But if you have got the email and you are in the military, the complainant is not the person at the bottom of this email. The person at the bottom of this email you need to go and buy a beer for because they are the ones sorting out the email. Oh, I feel sorry for them. Anyway, someone's written in. Now, the problem is... By all means, complain against fighter pilots, but have a think about what a fighter pilot is doing. I use fighter pilot here, guys. I'm using all pilots, all pilots. I'm going to use pilots from now on. Just so happens that this person's complaining against a fighter pilot. Uh, yeah, good luck with that, by the way, because this fighter pilot genuinely doesn't care about you. He's too busy to. Um, too busy to. He's too busy trying not to kill himself. You know what I mean? That's the problem. You know, flying one of these big jets, I know what jet he's flying. It's complicated business complicated business he hasn't got time to deal with this anyway now we can use all pilots all pilots are very busy there's a lot of support by the way for this pilot from the rest of the air force i'm smiling i love it when pilots come together like this in fact not just pilots supporting him a lot of people are supporting him the air force is sick of it this is the problem so the seniors i'm going i'm going to the email right now the seniors unfortunately have to be involved in all the diversity and inclusion get it get it happy everyone gets it we know that we know that but no one in the air force cares no one, below, no one below the seniors cares because they do it anyway. You know, they weren't born in 1950. You know, they weren't. They were born in the 2000s and stuff. On the 1990s, they understand it. They understand it. Of course they're accepting. You know, this is what really annoys me. Go look at United States Marine Corps and tell me what the, the, the black-white ratio is over there. It, it's, it's high. In America, it's 13% blacks, I believe it is. I think it's 12% Asian. I can't remember now. Or oh, Hispanic, yeah. Over here, it's 13% um, ethnic minorities. 
just what it is. But in the United States Marine Corps, I think they're more balanced than that. And uh, it's, they don't see color. God. And if you tell a United States Marine Corps guy they do see color, they will flash up because, you know, you don't think about the color of the dude next to you when you're in a firefight or at any time because you work with them. So what's happened, basically? There's been an incident. Oh, this is what annoys me. There hasn't been an incident. What's happened is a dude's got a signature block. We all had them. We all had signature blocks. And in your signature block, you normally write your name, your rank, uh, maybe a mobile number. I did as a flight commander because I, people get hold of me 24-7, 365. Um, and also, you might put a tagline. The Air Force got some taglines down there. It might be like rise or, you know, with respect, integrity, service, excellence. It might be something you might put in there. And this guy's pushed that out a little bit further. And in his signature block, he's written something which is flash someone up. When I say flash someone up, it's annoyed someone, okay? It's spun someone up, okay? It's triggered them, isn't it? That's a good term to use now. So it's triggered this person. This person then decides to use something called an inappropriate behavior form. There is actually such a thing now to report inappropriate behavior. And I like the fact there is, but also what's wrong with your feet or something called a phone? You know, why do we have these forms? Why can't you just go, why can't you phone the dude up? Hey dude, I've got a problem with you. Yo, what's up? I've got a problem with something you've written. Well, let's talk about it, man. What's up? And then the pilot probably would have read it and gone, yeah, I guess that. Okay, fair. I'll take it. I'll take it down. Sorry, dude. Tuck it down. No, no, no. None of that. None of that. None of that. No, no. Why would you do that? Why would you speak to people when you can write it on a form? Do you see how we're like, this is what's happening now. We've got a playground going on in Her Majesty's Royal Air Force, the oldest Air Force in the world, <laughs> eating itself, unfortunately. Right. So guys, there's some of this that's not relevant. So I don't need to kind of go into it too much, but the stuff that is relevant, I will. Now, on the form then, we're looking at, you know, can you describe the incident as much detail as possible? And what the complainant has said, he said, I received an email from a pilot with the following quote in their signature block. The role, this is the quote, the role of the Royal Air Force is to fly and fight. The job of those that don't is to port those that do. That was what was in the signature block. I'll read it again. The role of the Royal Air Force is to fly and fight. Yeah. The job of those that don't is to port, is to, is to support those that do. Yeah, but that's correct. There's nothing wrong with that statement, apart from the fact it's going to annoy someone. You could argue, you know, why have you put it in your signature block? And if if I was asking that pilot, he'd probably say, because I wanted to flash someone up. The thing about pilots, as I said at the beginning, and all pilots, by the way, is they're up for a fight especially fighter pilots, <laughs> clues in the name, fighter pilot. It's not defense pilot, is it? It's fighter pilot, it wants to fight, all confrontational. I left the military, it took me two years to get my anger levels down because you spun up in the military, you know, that's just what it is. You're just a pilot flying an airplane that could kill you every day and you see other, you see your mates die. You, I tell you what happens, you see better pilots than you die. And then you go to work and you think, if that guy died and he was a better pilot than me, you know, what chance, and you live with that. What, what chance have I got? You live with that. You live with that for 20 years. You leave, then you go and see a therapist, um, which I did. I still see a therapist every well, few months now, I guess. You know, I think it's healthy. You know, I run the spin recovery program for men going through midlife crisis. And, you know, uh, I would advise, by the way, if you think about hanging yourself, give me a call first, guys. Do this course. Go to spinrecovery.com uh, or go to Tim or email tim at fastjetperformance.com or even... Uh, go to the website. It's got it on the website, Fast Jet Performance. Right, so nothing wrong with that statement apart from the fact that, you know, yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit um, inflammatory. Makes sense? Yeah, it's going to cause some issues, isn't it? 
someone's going to get upset. And that's exactly what happened. It said, and this is genuine, by the way, the next box on this form says, how did this incident make you feel? We're not talking about facts now. Don't want to hear about facts. Like, was the statement factually correct? No, we don't want to hear about that, do we? Because we want to hear about feelings because it's diversity and inclusion, isn't it? So facts we don't care about. We just want to hear about feelings. How did this incident make you feel? So the complainant says, initially I thought this must be sort of a joke. Then I realized if it was a joke, it was at the expense of others, which then made me feel angry. I found the quote implied an elitist attitude. <laughs> yeah, he's a jet pilot. You don't get much better than that. It goes um, in the hierarchical structure. It's probably like Lewis Hamilton, probably Max Verstappen. Um, I'd chuck Piers Gasly in there because I thought it was great how he won that Grand Prix in Italy. Then, then fight pilots, and then you're probably going to get Daniel Ricciardo and a few other drivers down there, and then you probably get you know rotary multi-engine pilots and doctors, some surgeons. You know, if you're at a party and there's no pop star in the room, people want to speak to the fight pilot. I found the quote implied an elitist attitude. And that I exist within my profession solely to serve them. In my opinion, so now we'd have to listen to his opinion or her opinion, I don't know who it is, but in their opinion, everything after that should be deleted, by the way. In my opinion, couldn't care less, mate. What's the facts? In, this, in my opinion, this statement shows a lack of respect to other service personnel, failing to value their contribution to the combined effort in the delivery of air power, where we should operate as one cohesive unit or cohesive team within an equal an inclusive environment. Drop the I word in there. And it is inclusive. It always has been. Well, when I was in anyway. I mean, God, I'm sure it is now. Blimey. Tea break. I had hoped that this was a prehistoric mindset that no longer existed within the REF. And us and them culture. It now saddens me. <laughs> yeah, you mustn't be sad. God forbid you might be sad. It now saddens me to think that this culture may still exist. As I don't want to work for an organization where people think they are better than other people because of their job role. I think it gets worse. I carried out a quick Google search to see if I could find where this quote had originated. I assumed it would have been from the 1940s, but couldn't find it. This now makes me question further, where has the quote come from? Is it the thoughts of the pilot himself, their instructors, or even their squadron bosses. Is this belief, if this belief is shared by those within managerial positions, then it saddens and frustrates me further. It is worth noting that the quote is highlighted in a different color to the email font, drawing the recipient's attention to the quote. In my opinion, it seems a little passive aggressive, reminding whoever receives the email that they exist to serve pilots. <laughs> All right, I'm being bad. I'm being bad now. I'm being bad. Okay, and look, I just all I would say is one. There's one more paragraph here. Um, okay, one more paragraph, but just just to address some stuff in that first. Right. So, the funny thing about the Royal Air Force, um, I mean, there are combat medics. Don't get me wrong. There's the Royal Air Force Regiment, and they're obviously the, the pilots. And it was a strange, strange organization in so far as it tends to send primarily its officers to war, um, whereas in the Navy and a warship, of course, you might have 220 odd personnel, 20 of which are officers, and, and the other 200 are, are enlisted, so they're men, men and women. But the, the Air Force historically sent its, um, if you think back about the 50s, 60s, 70s, that kind of stuff, um, sent its. Uh, Primarily, it sent its pilots, which were officers back in the Second World War. They were also senior NCOs, of course. 
so it's a bit of a strange organization of course it evolves doesn't it like that I, i'm a big fan of the rf regiment by the way um i really am i've got a lot of time for those guys and always have done i mean they're like a little mini special forces unit i i talk with a lot of special forces guys now and they are all very fond of the regiment it's strange because the regiment gets a lot of stick rf regiment a lot of stick but um they're, they're well respected uh, so th this whole thing here, what, what we're seeing, unfortunately, is someone who hasn't really understood um, the Air Force, I think. I think this is quite a young person here. Well, young people make mistakes. That's fine. Uh, and I think, really, what we can do is we can work out why this is quite candidly. We can say, right, so what's the mindset of this person? Why are they upset? Why are they sad? So it's made her, her or him, I don't know who it is, it's made them feel angry. Um, it felt the joke was at the expense of others, which it probably was, to be honest. But it's banter, isn't it? Um, and banter was always an essential part of all the services I've been in, whether I was in the Navy or the Air Force. Banter was important. And once the banter stopped, you know, that was really serious then. But anyway, obviously, you can't have banter anymore. God forbid. Apparently, it's a very difficult place in the military at the moment, I've heard from people, because of this rubbish. Anyway, uh, I found, yeah, so it made him angry. So what? I was angry for a lot of the time in my career. So what? It's good if you bring emotion out. You've got to get an emotion out. Emotion is about that, leaving the body. So anger needs to be got out. And then they're getting their anger out by writing an inappropriate behavior form. They're doing the right thing. You know, my therapist would say they're doing the right thing. Um, I, found the, I found the quote implied in Lisa's attitude. Yeah, the guy's a fighter pilot. He's, as I said, there's like God, Bon Jovi, fighter pilot, maybe Lewis Hamilton above fighter pilot. And maybe Max Verstappen up there as well. Well, then Schumacher's above them, of course, isn't he? Reagan the Meister. And then we then we just have um, fight pilots, and then we have some other pilots down here, maybe. And then we have some people down the bottom, and then this person I don't know where they are. And that, yeah, leave it there, shall we? So when when it's because what you're saying is you've just met an elitist attitude. That person hasn't just walked into a career's office and become a fight pilot. It started at the age of eight. They decided, oh, airplane's in the sky. I want to become a fight pilot. Then they went and did a lot of hard work for a very long time and probably went to university and probably got a very good degree, good grades throughout whilst doing extracurricular activities. That brought value. Then they presented a careers office. The careers office said, well, you've self-selected anyway. You've decided to be a pilot. Let me have a look at you. Mm, yes, you've come in the top 10% of everyone we've seen this year. You can be a pilot, not a fight pilot necessarily. Then you go to Cranwell. Then you come out of Cranwell, if you pass Cranwell, of course, initial officer training or Dartmouth or wherever you're going. Then you train really, really, really hard and you get to make sure you're the best in your class and all the flying stuff you do. And then eventually, if there are slots on jets, you get a shot of jets. But you fail more than three sorties in a row and you're chopped. And it's going to take you seven years. And when you finish that seven years, it's not even over. It's only just starting because then you go to your frontline squadron and on the frontline squadron, you have to go through a limited combat ready workup. Well, you go through an operational conversion unit first where you learn to fly the airplane. You can be chopped from that. And then you go through limited combat ready. Then you go through combat ready and then you go through pairs workups and then you go through four ship workups, electronic warfare officer, electronic warfare instructor, possibly qualified flying instructor, possibly qualified um, weapons instructor. It goes on, guys. Then you've got to be a squadron boss and be as good, if not better, than your top flight commander. And it goes on. All right. And then your station commander. Goes, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you've met an elitist attitude. Scary, isn't it? This man will mess you up. Annoyed at that. Anyway, I'm glad this fighter pilot has an elitist attitude. I don't want to be some pussy. What do you want up there? What was the matter with you? You've met an elitist attitude. That's what it looks like. Solve the anger problems anyway.
and that I exist within my profession solely to serve them. No, you don't. Stop being a victim. You're an idiot. Stop being a victim. Look, everyone's got a place. Everyone serves someone. Everyone serves someone. God, oh, I serve people. Of course you do. It's just what it's about. It's not a lack of respect. He's just having banter. Um, he's having banter, that's all. Cohesive team, yeah. Look, he's, he values what you do. I promise you he values what you do. I mean, I used to go and thank the rest of the station for what they did because I knew without them doing it, I couldn't do what I needed to do. And my life was in their hands. These airplanes, don't know where I'm pointing now, guys. I've got the thing up in front of me here. These airplanes will kill you. Factually correct statement right there. They will kill you. Oh, many, many friends of mine died on this thing here, 28GR4. Many, no, no one's died on the T2, but many people died on the T1. Uh, another GR over here. Again, people died there. That's a, that's a T1 up there. Many people have died on, on that airplane. That airplane will kill you probably faster than any other aircraft in the Air Force because the G onset rate, the rate at which you can get to the maximum G is faster than any other aircraft we have, faster than Typhoon even. Okay, this aircraft will get to six or seven G faster than a typhoon will. A typhoon will stay there, but the onset rate, the rate at which you get there, the rate at which the blood flows from the heart and the, the head and the heart all the way down to the legs is faster on this aircraft. Okay, you'll get G lock on this aircraft faster than you'll get it on um, a typhoon. The typhoon's got extra life support systems as well. So yeah, it's yeah okay. So um, so that's why you've got to be a bit elitist. Now prehistoric mindset, whatever. It's not an us and them culture. It's not. I guarantee it. Very much value what you do. Very much value what you do because his life is in your hands. Um, and then the belief isn't shared. It's not even shared by him, really. Just put it up there for a bit of banter. The role of the Royal Air Force is to fly and fight. The job of those that don't is to support those that do. By the way, I think this person was in something called Base Support Wing. The clue's in the name there, right? Anyway, I'll read you the last bit then. Seems a little bit passive aggressive. Believe me, fight pilots aren't passive aggressive. They will rip you up. They will absolutely tear you apart. Metaphorically, of course, we're kind people. Right, I love this. What do you believe the outcome should be as a result of your report in this incident? So irrespective of whether there's anything that's factually correct in here, I would just like you to tell me what you think should happen. Because you can be the judge and the jury and the executioner now. Yeah, we're not even gonna go to this dude yet. We just wanna, I want you to tell me what punishment we should level at this dude. Sad times, sad. Right, I would like it. To, I would like it highlighted. All squadron bosses. <laughs> I bet you would. Know your place. That this statement, attitude, behaviour is not appropriate and highly offensive. It is also not in keeping with the station commander's directive of one team delivering together safely. I sadly don't believe the organisation will be able to eradicate it completely, but I do think we can stop inappropriate quotes being broadcast within signature blocks. The pilot in question is. A legend. He's got his name here. He's a good guy. I don't think I, I don't know where, I'll just go to a logbook, see what I flew with him. But anyway. Anyway, I did speak to the pilot afterwards, after this. So basically, the person gets to tell squadron bosses what to do, as if they don't know already. I don't know what the outcome of this was. Um, what I do know is that the boss would probably phone up this dude or, or get him in the office and go, mate. <laughs> I've had a complaint um, in your signature block. You've got this quote. Can you delete it? Is that all right? And then the pilot would go, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, buddy. And if you can just tell everyone that I've torn you apart a little bit, ripped you up. Yeah. Is that all right? Just tell everyone I've told you off. Yeah, sure, boss. Sorry. I didn't want to cause any hassle. 
No, that's right, mate. Don't get me wrong. You're one of the good pilots. I get it. You know, I just made a mistake. Fine. Okay, just I'll phone the station commander and tell him I've told you off. Um, put you on some ground duties. I'll put you on the desk for a day. How's that? Yeah, put me on the desk, boss. So I can get some work done then. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, I'm too busy to fly anyway at the moment. All right, I'll put you on the desk tomorrow. I'll tell the station commander I'll put you on the desk and we've got rid of it from your email um, signature block. And if you can just make sure um, you tell people that I've told you off. I'll tell you what's funny. This is Jen. I was at Shrivenham, which is the staff college. Now, I didn't do staff college, but we had to go on something called junior officer uh, command course or something. I can't remember now, Jock. I can't remember what it stands for. But the, the problem with that course is it should have been done when you left IOT, like you left initial officer training at Cranwell. So you would have been 25, 26. I think I went on the course when I was 41. <laughs> Nothing good is going to come of that. It might have been a bit, bit early. It might be like late 30s. But I was on there with other guys who were also late 30s and some girls who were late 30s as well because we put it off because we didn't want to do it. I did Dartmouth. I don't want to go and do this course anyway. Um, but I had to do it in order to get promoted. So it probably was actually mid-30s. And I had to go there and you live there for two or three weeks. You do some lectures. You do some essays, uh, a bit of role playing. You live in this building and you all chat and it's great fun. But it's a bit patronising and rubbish, especially if you've been in longer than about three or four years. I mean, you actually do some role play. And one of the role plays was, um, I mean, they don't, these, these role plays, by the way, would never happen in real service life. So one of the role plays for me was I was, uh, um, I was, I think, the orderly officer, which is officer sort of every day who reports to the station commander and just sort of holds a phone in case anything goes wrong. I wrap this up quickly, guys. And um, it was the, we, were, we, were, we were pretending that what was happening was a farmer, a, a jet had landed and a farmer had come in and said, um, a jet flew over my sheep and the sheep has died. And it was on a Saturday morning. So straight away, you'd say, well, I can't do anything about it. I'm sorry, farmer. Um, what I'm going to do is probably pass it up to the exec, executive officer. or uh, And then on Monday, I'll make sure the um, OC admin gets hold of you and, and we'll uh, look to see what we can do about it. Anyway, that wasn't, you know, it would never happen. You just, anyway, so this farmer and me are sat there. And they said they were going to use actors. <laughs> and they lied. They actually used other squadron leaders. And we were all flight lieutenants. And so this guy comes in and dressed up as a farmer. I'm not joking with a pole and he confronts me and he you don't want to confront a pilot like that anyway he confronts me and he says um my sheep's died what are you gonna do about it so i said uh sorry to hear your sheep's died i mean i wasn't taking it seriously because it, it was a load of rubbish and he goes oh, and he starts hitting the floor with his staff he goes oh my sheep's died i want to know what you're going to do what the royal air force is going to do with this and i was like well, first off, I'm going to call the RF police and get you removed because you're making me angry. I didn't take it seriously, but I'm 35 years old role-playing. I've been orderly officer and everything for the last 15 years or 10 years, and now I've got to learn to be an orderly. It was rubbish. Anyway, so the squadron leader in charge of the class, some education guy, uh, was really angry at me. And the squadron leader was really angry. He hit the chair that I was on. He hit the chair with this thing, and I was like, it's on now. It's on now, fool. Thinking he was an actor. He wasn't squadron leader. Okay. Anyway, he put a formal complaint in, didn't he? Didn't, didn't talk to me about it. Just formally complained to the staff. It was just before lunch. The squadron leader took me outside, said, you know, you, you've got to be a bit, don't, you know. And he said to me, but look, this is the end of it. Okay. Go and have lunch. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to offend the Go and have lunch. When you come back, it's fine. All over. Anyway, what happened? Come back after lunch. This idiot squadron leader dragged me down. He goes, right, can you come with me? Can you come with me? I said, I thought it was all over. Everything over? Everything all right? Obviously not. Threw me into a wing commander's office. <laughs> I remember her as well. She was sat there and she had her sleeves on a jumper rolled up. And she was like, as the door opened, she was like, get in here, shut the door. So I got in and I shut the door and I said, really sorry, mom. She went, shut the door, shut the door. And she went, just stand there for a minute, will you? And she carried on working, she stood there. And she said, um, don't annoy them. They're quite delicate. Teach, you know, educational staff here are quite delicate. Just can you just play the game, just play the game. I was like, I'm really sorry. You know, I didn't, you know, 
she goes, yeah, the role plays are rubbish. Just play the game. I was like, I'm sorry. Okay. And she said, um, as I left, he went, uh, I'm going to shout at you when you leave. Okay. Just, I've got to. I was like, okay. So I opened the door and stood there and she went, I don't want to see you in here again. <laughs> I went out there and the squad leader was like smirking at me, you know, idiot. So it happens. Unfortunately, there are children in the military. And I think this person here is one of them. So basically what, what this person's done is they've squinnied on someone, haven't they? They haven't gone over there and said, hey, can I have a word? Because I just want to know that I'm a bit offended by this. And I know I probably shouldn't be, but I just want to know whether it's intentional. And if it is, why would you do that? Phone them up. Hello, sir. It might Because it might be a junior eight or something. You know what I mean? Fair enough if it is. If it's a junior rank, whatever, then they can go to their um, authority and they can say, can you get me, can I sit down with this pilot and speak to them? Now, if they're very, very young and everything else, and they probably pass it up their chain and say, look, do you think this is appropriate? Should we challenge this or not? That's what guidance is for. But they've done it. And it could, I think it's another, I think from the story I've been told, it's another officer of the same rank. Uh, but I, you know, I don't want to do any more guys. I'm not going to, you know, I, I do still try and help the service out where I can. And I do think I'm helping the service out by bringing this to its attention, by the way, because it's not a good place at the moment to be in there. You're going to lose some very good people. I know a helicopter pilot who decided to resign um, recently and precisely because of this. He's like, I'm out. I'm going to go and fly air ambulances or, or police helicopters or go to the rigs. So I can't deal with this anymore. I'm, I'm a warfighter, you know. And that's the problem, I think, is um, warfighters don't do well in woke environments. That's another quote, isn't it? I'm going to put some merch out there and I'm going to have mugs. And you can have a mug saying factually correct statement. Um, I am a factually correct statement or warfighters don't do well in woke environments. So yeah, that's the problem. And so this guy's obviously been reprimanded. I don't know what the outcome is, but uh, it does seem to be a bit silly. But however, what have been sent though is some... Um... <laughs> so what happens on these squadrons? I love these guys. When I was in, I loved these guys' humour. They've um... Obviously what they've done is they've taken the massive piss, haven't they? Uh, they've gone over the board. A couple of helicopter mates wrote a really great song about it, which I don't think I can play because I think they're in trouble. Um, solidarity amongst the uh, the pilots in the Air Force. I, I love it. I think I think this has gone around the whole of the military, to be honest with you, the whole of the British military. Oh, I'll probably get it into the American military as well because it's quite funny. But look, well, they have problems over there, don't they? Come on. The United States Air Force had huge problems. So here's one. Here's a mem now. And this is this is brilliant, isn't it? This is This is brilliant. You support pilots who fly and fight. Where does it say that? In the name, base support wing. Literally in the name, Ben Shapiro, dropping his truth bombs as always. His brain moves fast, isn't it? Jeez. He does it on purpose, though. He speaks quickly on purpose, so you can't keep up with him, and then he wins his little arguments, doesn't he? Obviously a clever guy. Anyway, base support wing. They support the base. Oh. Yeah. This is funny. Trojan horse. Signature block, uncomfortable truce. <laughs> I better, I'm going to have to copy, I'm going to have to put some lines through this so you can't see which squadron it was. But anyway, pilots, blunties. Blunties is someone that's that's um, not a teeth arm, so not someone that normally go into conflict. I see no god up here other than me. That's very fighter pilot. What gives people feelings of power? Money, status, bad behavior reports on pilots. I mean, you, you, you triggered a bit of a hornet's nest there because these guys are looking for a fight anyway. That's what they do all day. They go up there in these big machines and they turn circles around each other. And that's what I did in this big thing up here. I went and dropped bombs at night, train following radar on MVGs with a weapon system officer in the back in appalling weather conditions. Um, yeah, I'm looking for fights. <laughs> Blunty's opinion. 
Indeed. And the thing is, they will go mad. They will just dig. They will, any any pilot anywhere is going to, I mean, if you trigger them and, and they're busy anyway, they are busy, busy people on upgrades. They're just trying to stay alive. They're trying to do the best they can. And you trigger some of their time off them, they'll give you some more time for free. And this is what you're finding now. They're giving you some time for free. You're not going to like it. For Christmas, I want a dragon. Be realistic. Pilots respect. What color do you want your dragon? <laughs> yeah. Emotionally delicate blunty. Smashing through with a train. Factually accurate signature block. Factually correct statement, guys. All right, team. How do we make pilots like us? Bar banter. Talking about planes. How about doing better at school? <laughs> then he's got thrown out the window. Oh, how about doing better at school? I mean, that's harsh. But then the banter is harsh. You don't have medium banter. You have harsh banter. Getting offended by a signature block. Raising a bad behavior report. Realizing that pilots <laughs> don't give an F. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, actually. They don't really care about your feelings at all. They just generally couldn't. If you can send them with a fact, by the way, they're very receptive to facts. Uh, I know, because I'm I, I was one for 20 years. Um, so just bring out a fact. Just say, look, this, this factually is incorrect. And they'll look at it and go, oh, yeah, you're right. It will trigger something in their brain. I must have facts. I only deal with the truth. And they'll change it. But if you say, I feel, they don't care. They don't care. Facts will smash your feelings apart. Right. And that will trigger you. When you, when you come out of the Air Force, when you come out of the military, you've got to get back in touch with your feelings, guys. Okay? Um, and it's hard. And it's chaos out here. And it's not good. And it needs work. Uh, uh. So yeah, you got to do it. Jared, I'm leaving you for another man. But baby, what's he got that I don't? A something squadron signature block. Oh. Man, woman, white, black, poor, rich, Asian, blunties. <laughs> it's a skull of a, like a monkey or something there. That's bad, isn't it? And I'm not going to play the next one because these dudes um, uh, wrote a song. I can't play that. Here's the last one. Top Gun, present day. That's Tom Skerritt, yeah. Truckmaster, here we come. He's a wild card, emailing by the seat of his pants. <laughs> Tom Skerritt, Viper, Jester. He's saying, um, gentlemen, you've had a bandit day. Operating below the hard deck. Your circus stunt flyby, however, my concern, Maverick, is your total disregard for Blunties and your signature block. So I think what we've done there is we presented that in a bit of a light, um, hopefully a light, humoured way. One thing I will say, there does seem to be something, if we're going to notice a long video, there does seem to be something that... Um, it's probably quite important. I'll wrap it up now. If you were born before about 1980-ish, like I was, 74, uh, when when I was around about teenager, so I'm going to be 74, so teenager, around about, let's do the mouse on that, 87, something like that, probably. Um, that was kind of before video games. Um, I was kind of left to my own devices, you know, left outside, skateboarding without a helmet, all that kind of stuff. There wasn't helmets and bikes back then you know, rally burner, everything, you fall off that, you've got to crawl home, no one's going to help you. So you kind of become self-sufficient. You realise, my generation realised that you, you, you don't, you're not, we're a very stoic generation, actually. Um, it's it's just what it is. I don't ask for handouts. You know, I've been unemployed on and off since I left the military, never claimed any kind of handout for that, never going to. It's about doing the hard work, and we know that, right? So um, difficult time for jobs right now, obviously. So what am I doing? Building a YouTube channel stuff. And some other things, consulting and, and coaching and everything else. But um, it's just difficult, really, because my generation were just quite stoic. Now, if you were born after 80, then you were a teenager around about the mid-90s. And if you're a teenager around the mid-90s, 
well, you felt you kind of had rights now. You're being looked after. You're being told certain things. Like, you don't have to take it anymore. Like, I used to get in fights as a kid. You get punched in the face. I remember, you can't go to a teacher. You can't squeal as a kid. Um, if you go to a teacher, uh, it's going to get 10 times worse. The kid's going to beat you up. And the teacher's going to tell you to go away anyway. It's going to be whatever. Um, but when you kind of, when you're in the mid-90s now, coming towards the 2000s, as I think this young person probably was here, well, now you think that something owes you something, you, you, you know, someone's going to, there's a form you can fill in. You haven't got to confront people anymore. You can fill in a form. Oh, and by the way, you can be anonymous on that form. Yeah, you can be anonymous. So if, um, if it doesn't, if it doesn't find in your favor, uh, the guy doesn't have to know who it is. You know, you know who it is, by the way. So you can fill in a form that you can name that person. It's him. But then if it doesn't work out for you, no one knows who you are, you know? I've always found that a bit strange, like with rape cases where the man is identified, but the woman isn't. And it's right that the woman isn't identified, but it shouldn't be right that the man's identified until he's found guilty. Does that make sense? Why would you identify the man and ruin his life? I don't understand that. I've always found that was a bit weird. I'm sure, there's something in law that says I'm wrong and the law is easy to explain, but I don't know what that is. But it's like, why not keep both parties anonymous until, until you know the result? Um, makes sense to me. Anyway, so I just think that someone has been a little bit delicate here and there's better ways of handling this without putting a form in that I then read out on the internet and you know, then you take a different view of the Royal Air Force because the Royal Air Force is going through some changeable times. Still good to join, guys. I, mean, I, I talk a lot of people into going into the services and I still will forever and especially the women that write to me because they haven't got any women to write to, by the way. However, uh, a lovely woman, uh, warrant officer, a lovely woman said that I can send some uh, women her way, which is I'm very um, grateful for because it takes a lot of my time up, but also the um yeah black asian minority ethnics that write to me i don't like using the term bame as i've said uh, i do advise them as well and i've got a young guy at the moment that swears there's lots of racism in the military and i'm saying look i was in the military and you never have been uh, and i'm telling you it's not true you will find it on outliers you will find it in clusters you'll find probably a much less amount than you'll find in the civilian world it's probably not racism it's, it's probably to do with the fact that you might not be very good um and someone's going to tell you that it's not being racist it's, it's just telling you to be better and if you go into a flying role, you're going to get that every day of your life, irrespective of your gender, irrespective of your, um, your, your color. So guys, I'm going to leave it there. It's 45 minutes, isn't it? I'll pick out the best bits or whatever, chuck it somewhere. But hopefully it's a video that gives you some idea um, about what's uh, about the diversity and inclusion sort of fiasco that's happening within the service at the moment. I mean, yeah, fight pilots don't do well in woke cultures. I mean, what do you want out of a fight pilot? I'd rather they fought a little bit and I would rather they were aggressive. Uh, I would rather, they, there's a lot of humility by the way, but of course there is, of course they're humble people. Uh, they don't get to where they, they've been without a considerable amount of hard work. And they suffer, you know, they do. I know this because I trained them for a decade. I know they suffer. I know they don't sleep at night. Then they get to the front line and they're still beasted. Um, they're still sent on multiple deployments. The guy involved in this is probably out of the country for six months of the year. He's probably got a young family somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Just put a line in his signature block. He didn't mean to really cause offence. Probably did, actually, legend. But I'm just saying, he's obviously done it. And actually, to be honest with you, every other pilot in the whole world will look at that guy and go, yeah, fair play, dude. You triggered it. You triggered someone. Therefore, you won. All right? Don't be triggered by pilots. We're very delicate people. No. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, then. Really appreciate it. Um, if, you're, if you're interested in... Uh, support the channel patreon basic or advanced if you are advanced then you can get on a zoom call with me um if you want to subscribe down there really appreciate it uh, anything you could do really helps keep the channel alive okay tim davis fast performance never made it out of linton i couldn't cut it as a fast jet driver 
now I'm treated as a taxi. I'm not a fan of doing bus runs.